Well, this morning, uh, I'm going to be speaking from the book of 1 John, chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. And the title of my message is, Life from God's Very Own Spirit. Life from God's Very Own Spirit. And as I was uh, thinking of this and trying to put it together, you know, we're saying that, uh, well, we might, might not have church today because it's so bad out and everything. And so, but I wanted, I had this, uh, so this is a very special, <laughs> perhaps, uh, per- perhaps it's special. I think it's a very special opportunity to think of, uh, of our life from this perspective and how that God is at work in us. So it's a very special time and perhaps it's just for us. So uh, we're, we're grateful for that. So life from God's very own perspective, 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 13 through 16. This is how we know we're living steadily and deeply in him and he in us. He given, he's given us life from his life, from his very own spirit. So guess where I got the title from? <laughs> He's given us life from his life, from his very own spirit. Also, we've seen for ourselves and continue to state openly that the Father sent his Son as Savior of the world. Everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's Son participates continuously in an intimate relationship with God. We know it so well, we've embraced it heart and soul, this love that comes from God. So, as, we, as I read those scriptures and I read that text, it makes me think that, you know, all is right with the world. <laughs> you know, we often think all is wrong with the world, but all is right with the world because we're seeing it through God's eyes. Number one, God is not out of control. Number two, the world is not out of control. Uh, number three, God is with us in every situation. Number four, God is going to deliver us from every difficulty. So everything, all is right with the world. <laughs> Amen, yes. <laughs> you were just thinking that as you were listening to the news and you know, hearing all the difficulties and the wars and rumors of wars and all the stuff that's going on in the world. We're, we're apt to think you know, all is wrong with the world. And of course, if you're watching the political um, candidates for running for president. So it doesn't matter who's running, something's wrong with them, you know. There's always something wrong with the people. Well, this is our message, but, you know, while we can't see your message because we see so much wrong with who you are. Well, sad to say, I think our, sometimes our opinion and our view of ourselves is kind of like that political arena we may have some good points but we're so you know you always got these um, people dredging up all the things that are wrong with the world and all the things that are wrong with your life and if we live our life after the um, the dredges and after pulling things out of uh, out of context and out of our life we haven't got much to think that we're in anyone's any good and that we're, we're just kind of lost in the, in the shuffle of all the failures of our life. And so, you know, it, we're not that way. And this, this text today is one of those that I think speaks to us of how that we are to look at life and how we're to view our own lives and what God is doing. And that God isn't, God isn't uh, stuck in, in a snowdrift somewhere, <laughs> you know. 
he's not stuck somewhere, not, getting, not being able to get us help. So life then is um, God-breathed, okay? So did you ever stop and consider that your life is the breath of God to you? Now, we often think about God with God's breath of life to other people, but let's back up a little further than that. Let's see that you are the gift of God to you. If God had wanted to, you know, if God had wanted you to have hair, <laughs> Jose and I can identify with this. If God had wanted us to have hair, we'd have hair. You know, if God wanted me to have other people's, you know, you look at other people and they got this, these looks and these things and these talents and, and they're, you know, well, God didn't make a mistake by giving you, who to, giving you what you have. If I had all the things that somebody else has, they would be a burden to me. They wouldn't work out. And if they had what I have, it would be a burden to them. So you see, God is at work, and the breath of life that God has given us is the breath of God to ourselves. So we've got to thank God for who we are, thank God for where we are, Thank God for the visions and dreams that he's given to us and for the difficulties that we have. We're being, we're being grateful to God. So think of it this way, that the breath of God, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he will quicken your mortal bodies. So God, and we think of, you know, if the same spirit, we think of that in the context of which it is written that, that when we're dead, the same spirit to raise Christ from the dead is going to quicken us, going to bring us back to life. But the spirit of God living within us isn't waiting around until we die and waiting around until the trumpet sounds and the resurrection takes place to, do, to quicken our life. And quicken is uh, stirs and moves and creates and restores and enhances and develops, empowers, strengthens, leads. So all these things are the quickening power of God that's, that's inside of us. So the Spirit of God quickens us, okay? Brings to life the, what, is, what is the spiritual life of us. And God is bringing that to life. And so God is at work doing those things in our life. And how do we know that? We're reading them in the Scriptures. That when we read the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit quickens those Scriptures to our hearts and to our spirit. That whenever we are praying for something, God is quickening that spirit, those words, so that we would, we would, they would stick out to us. That they would, you know, jump out of the page in our life. You know? So it's these things that uh, we can think of. God is with us. All is right with the world. <laughs> God is with us. All is right with the world. Okay, God is with us. All is right with the world. Everything's okay. You know, that... <laughs> um, I was flipping the channels the other, yesterday or the day before, I don't remember. And there was a, um, the Eagles. You know, there was a band, the Eagles. And that was back in the 60s and 70s. And um, they were talking about how that... Um, you know, in the turmoil of the time, that they were they were a successful group, and one of their um, one of their songs was uh, "Take It Easy." You know, <laughs> you know, and they they have and somewhere in a lyric uh, they have they mention Lord and 
uh, you know, God and a couple other things. I don't remember exactly what the, the lyric is. But anyhow, they said, and this was, the, this was this rock band stating that because they mentioned those four words in that lyric and in a troubling time, that's what people were reaching out for was some security in a troubling time. That's, that's what they attribute, you know, the success of that song to. And, and I was thinking, here's a rock and roll band that, you know, is writing their lyrics of a song in a very difficult time with Vietnam and the riots and, you know, all the things going on in the, the campuses and the, the, the equal rights and Martin Luther King's death and, you know, um, and uh, Kennedy, Kennedy and there's the, the two brothers, their assassinations, and, and, and there's this song, Take It Easy, comes out and it brings calm to our <laughs> troubled soul. Well, if a rock and roll band who can use, think that their lyrics was bringing comfort to uh, a society, how about the message of Jesus Christ? How about the message of Jesus bringing us through the difficult times? What about the message of Jesus Christ bringing us to life and that the message is quickened to our lives? So that life from God's very own spirit, we have life from God's very own spirit. We have life from God's very own spirit. So he spoke the world into existence while you were yet in your mother's womb. He knew you. He formed you. He put everything that, that you needed in there. <laughs> and now we're called by the spirit to bring that life together and, and, and to form it by the, the spirit of God and the word of God, not the events of our world. The events of our world are not the hands of the potter upon our lives as clay. The events of our society, the events of people around us, the events of what comes and what goes, they are not what forms this piece of clay. It is God's word, God's will, God's spirit, God's direction, God's help. That is what is molding our lives, what is molding this vessel to what God wants us to be to what he wants to use us for. And whatever God wants to use us for, it's for his glory and our good. <laughs> it's where we find purpose in life. And so as we read this, this chapter here, my dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. You know, that's how it starts off. My dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's sad, but it's very true, that our society, we are so advanced in our technology that when you go to Giant Eagle and check out, you will get coupons for what you didn't buy, what you bought last time, but didn't buy this time. Did you ever notice that? Well, how'd that happen? My, am I lucky or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, they got it all computerized and they, they can, you know, in a moment they can pull it all together. Well, with, if you like a certain political slant, you will receive information from that political group to enhance your political views <laughs> of what you think is correct. 
And so you will receive, you will be bombarded with information over the internet and, 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 and advertisements that will, will verify what it is that you believe in. Okay? So it doesn't matter. You can be Republican, Democrat, or Independent. It doesn't matter. You can be old or young. It doesn't matter. When you click on likes of whatever and get into that, you are going to receive more of what you like. Because they are going to hit you with it because that's where you're going to focus and you'll buy things or you'll go in that direction. You're apt to give things in that way. And so our whole message is slanted in the information that we receive. Well, the Bible is telling us, my dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh what, and examine what people tell you. Not everyone, and this is where we have to be be careful, not everyone who talks about God comes from God. <laughs> there are some individuals that, you, you know, they are very destructive in their, in their message. That somehow God is getting even with the world. Believe me, if God, <laughs> if God had to, uh, if God was going to get even with us, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't need somebody else to do it. He wouldn't need some terrorist group. You see, when sin has taken its full effect, it's going to be destructive. Sin is destructive. And we see, when we see people who are full of hate and vengeance, this is what it produces. We see people without God, this is what it produces. But God is not vengeful that that there is an eternity of separation that these vengeful people are going to find. But God hasn't told us to write them off and to tell them that they can't, that they can't be saved. God can save anyone. He can save the Muslims, the terrorists, and he can save all of those individuals. That there is, in, in some of these Islamic states, there are people that are there as missionaries. And people, they, you know, again, they're not allowed to be like preaching like we do. But there are individuals that have been, have dreams and that they have awakened from their dreams and they have seen Jesus Christ and they have been told in their dreams where they are to go and who they are to see and to ask them for advice about Jesus. <laughs> so there is this, you know, divine impartation of God coming into these groups that are hatred of Christians and Jews and Christianity and the whole works, but there are people that God is picking out and, and using to bring the message of Jesus Christ. So it's not our point, it's not our place to put everybody in hell. We're to pray for them and believe that God can touch their hearts and lives. And it's not an easy task, but it's what we're supposed to do. And don't listen to everybody who says, you know... <laughs> Uh, well, here, here's another one. Um, I have a word from God for you. you know, it's like um, you've never heard from him, but I can tell you what he's telling me to tell you that you should do. <laughs> God will never tell you what to do through somebody else. God will confirm what he's already told you. See, God is speaking to our heart to do something, to, 
to do some, go some, give something, believe something, and you're, you're toying with it back and forth, and along comes someone else and says, well, you know what, I believe God is telling me to, that you need it, you know, this is what I want to say, and it will confirm what God is telling you. It won't be direction. God isn't in this. God will speak to you about the direction of your life, not someone else. Like, you're deaf, but i got to use somebody else who can hear to speak to you. No. <laughs> Me, no one else, is to direct your life, only God. Now, what I speak is to confirm what God is already speaking in your heart and life. So everybody who mentions and says the name of God does not necessarily know what they're talking about. Here's how you test for the genuine spirit of God, verse 2 and 3. Everyone has confessed openly his faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundational principle of our faith. Now, if that's in place, we got a good start. But even that doesn't mean they're going to take us in the right direction or lead us in the interpretation of God's word. We've got to know the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives and that if, if the leading of the Spirit and the leading of the Word is, is telling us about forgiveness, about restoration, about wholeness and completeness in Christ, about how that God can save the, un, the unlovable, the unsavable, the people that we would throw in jail and throw away the key. God can save all of those people. And so we need to believe that there is salvation and that this is, this is the judgment of God upon their life. Well, there's an eternity for judgment to come. He doesn't need to do it now. If God would judge us according to our sins, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> so, if God, if we can find, for, 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 forgive as you have been forgiven, we have been forgiven much, we need to forgive much. We need to recognize the grace of God, how it has touched our lives. If we can see that, then we can see how that God can extend it to others. Verse 4, it says, My dear children, you come from God and belong to God. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers. Now think about this. When we face our difficulties, you have already won. Well, <laughs> I didn't start yet. <laughs> no, you've already won. You've already won. You see, the victory is already ours. That when, a when God called Abraham... He says, Abraham, you are the father of many nations. Well, God, I don't have a son yet. I don't have a kid. I don't have a child, you know. And my, my wife, she's too old. I'm too old. And we, you know, it's impossible. And God says, Abraham, my covenant is with you. My promise is with you. And that you are the father of many nations. See, this is where we look at our faith. You and I, the victory is already ours. We don't have to approach it with the idea of, well, I don't know if I'm going to win or not. I don't know if I'm going to come out of this victorious. No, I've already come out of it victorious. Now I need to hear from God as to how I should approach this. <laughs> you know, I've already won this. It's already done. It's assigned, sealed, and delivered. It's there. And so we are approaching it from that perspective. And and they see, life comes from God's very own spirit. Our life comes from the spirit of God. God didn't give us a spirit of timid, being timid or being fearful or, or failure or not good enough or barely enough. 
God didn't give us that. He didn't, the, our life from God's very own spirit. Our life is from God's very own spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that is in us. The same spirit that quickened the resurrection of Jesus is the same spirit that quickens us. So, we've already won the victory. For the spirit in you, see, there again, for the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. We've already won. And that the spirit that is in the world doesn't stand a chance against Christ. Against you. You see, we, the world hasn't seen a person, only Christ, that can do, um, a, a person who's totally surrendered to Jesus. I mean, it's, 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 it's impossible to, <laughs> it's like the, the things that Jesus did, greater things than these shall you do. Now, we, we know that that means not only individually, but corporately as a body of Christ, we're going to do greater things. But, the, but that, that greater things is being able to feed the poor, heal the brokenhearted, give faith, you know, bl- open blinded eyes, have the lame walk, the dead re- <laughs> come back alive. That there's this restoration that God brings by His Spirit. And you see, you've already won a big victory over those false teachers, for the Spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. Then it goes on to say, But we come from God and belong to God, and anyone who knows God understands us and listens. You see, look at this. That we've already won. The Spirit in you is stronger than in the world. We've come from God, we belong to God, and anyone who knows this understands it. It's like, oh, 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 I understand. Uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a, um, well, I think, I think I know. No, I under, it's, it's like it resonates in our heart that we are victorious. It resonates in our heart that we are able to overcome you know, sometimes, um, well, I, I, I use this story with the individual and family that, you know, their son died this week. Um, you know, it's just me. You know, it's just me. But, you know, you just show up and, and the person, the mother said, I'm so glad you're here. Now everything is right with the world. It's like, what? <laughs> you know, it's just me. I just showed up. But it was that when you walk in to that room, <laughs> it's God who's walking there. Not, not David, but God. And the same thing is with you and I. I mean, you walk into people's lives, all is right with the world. Why? Because Jesus is there. <laughs> Where? <laughs> you. And then another person, we went out into the waiting room, and another person stated that, you know, when they saw me, they, they wrote this in the, on the blog, they said that when they saw me, 
there was such an overwhelming sense of peace and that they knew everything was going to be all right. <laughs> now, that's, that's, why I I, that's why I thought this, this text today and this, this scripture are so important because it's you. It's you. It's you and I that we are living our life from God. Your life is from God. You're not here by accident. You're not here by, you know, the blizzard blew me in. <laughs> we are here by design. And the Word of God is designed for our lives. We are hearing the truth of God's word and it is fitly joined together. It is a piece of the puzzle, fitting a piece of the puzzle and creating a picture of who we are in Christ and how that Christ is the author of the picture. And God, he is the author of what the picture is going to be. And he knows that we have already won the pieces that aren't here yet. We've already won the victory of the pieces that haven't arrived yet. So therefore, we come back to the pieces that we are and we, be, and we become victorious in Christ and we become uh, thankful to God for the pieces of the puzzle that are now fitly joined together and we know that the pieces that are yet to come are pieces that will bring victory to my life because the devil and people and failure is not an option. They do not have a say in the outcome only God does so God in me has given us the victory so we approach the days and weeks and life ahead of us with a knowledge that we are victorious not because of who spe how special we are but because of how God in us God in us is life the very life that we live is in him then verse 7, my, my beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God and everyone who loves is born of God and, and experiences a relationship with God. This is where we cannot put some people, we cannot put people in hell. We cannot tell people they're never going to make it to heaven. We are to love them as if God were standing there loving, God, loving them through us. That's why we have to pray for them. That's why we can't talk bad about them. That's why we can't talk bad about ourselves. That's why we can't be destructive to ourselves and destructive to people who are destructive <laughs> because that's all they know. But we have something that is greater than, than life and we have something that is greater than destruction, destroying of, 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 uh, brought by sin. We have, we have the life of God living through us. This is how God shows his love for us. I think that's probably about verse 8 or 9. This is how God shows his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. Jesus came not only to save us of our sins, but Jesus came that we would live our life through him. He is the source of our life. He's the source of our strength. He's the source of our forgiveness. You know, it is not, you know, I, I, I sometimes I think of it in the context, there's me, and then there's my living, 
and then I'm living, you know, Jesus. I want Jesus to be seen through, through me. And, and then we go out into life, you know. But it's, it's not that, it's different. There's Jesus, there's God, and he is the life-giving spirit who has breathed life into me. He has equipped my body and my mind and my heart and me with everything that needs to be me that he knows that I, in my life, am going to need to live. So God comes into my life. He has created me. He has given me everything that I need. Then his spirit abides within me to quicken my life and to quicken those things, bring alive, restore, um, empower, strengthen. Whatever I need, he gives that to me to make these talents and things come out. And then I live my life outward through Christ. So Christ is surrounding me. He is in me, he is with me, he is above me, he's beneath me. He is, my life is surrounded because he is the life-giving spirit. And the life-giving spirit is surrounding the life that I live. And now what comes to me, I'm looking to come from God. What goes out for me, goes out for me through the spirit. And through the spirit, I am then doing and accomplishing my life. No matter what it is. No matter what our task. No matter where we are at, he is living his life out through me. And so it is God in me. So life from God's own spirit, very own spirit, verse, six, verse 13. This is how we know we're living steadily and deeply in him and he in us. He's given us life from his life, from his very own spirit. <laughs> he has given me life from his life. He is alive forevermore. He is the spirit of creation. He is the spirit of love and forgiveness. He has given to me, given to us, this life from God. And it is eternal. And it is powerful. And he's already told us We've already won the victory. See, all of life's problems, all of life's situation, the life that I have is, have is coming from God. And how does he instruct me? He instructs me by his spirit and by his word. The word comes into my life and into my heart. And, you know, the, the, the text that we gave out before Christmas was about... Um, Christ in us, you know, putting it in the bag. The scriptures that we have, it is the word of God coming alive in us and the Holy Spirit brings that to life. The Holy Spirit brings this to life in our mind and in our heart and our thinking and our loving. You see, God doesn't hate, therefore I cannot hate. God loves the sinner. He came to die for them, so therefore I need to pray for them. I need to allow the Spirit of God to quicken the Word of God in my life so that I can live out the Word of God. He's given us life from His life, from His very own Spirit. Also, we've seen for ourselves and continue to state openly that the Father sent His Son as the Savior of the world. This isn't about us. It's about Jesus. It's not about us. We're... Compared to God, we're insignificant. But God has chosen us as special servants. Everyone who confesses that Jesus Christ, Jesus is God's Son, participates continuously 
in this intimate relationship. We participate continuously in this intimate relationship. It's not about me holding on to God. God has so enveloped us in who he is that his thoughts are our thoughts, our thoughts are his thoughts, his ways are our ways. We want them to be that way. And of course, we, you know, we're still human, we still fail and things like that. But you see, but God, everyone who confesses that Jesus is God's son participates continuously in this intimate relationship with God. We know it so well. We embrace it, heart and soul. This love that comes from God. This love that comes from God. Life from God's very own spirit never disconnects. He abides with us. He flows through us. And we are never on our own. We are never alone. And there are verse 4 and 6, for, for stronger than anything in this world, far stronger than anything in this world, is God's working in us. Life from God's very own spirit continues to flow into us, flow from God to us, go through us, go out through God by his strength and his power to touch the lives of others. And it isn't anything that we do. And I I close with this illustration. I used it before, but I thought it was so appropriate. This guy has a dream, and in his dream, he's on this stage, and he's at one end of the stage, and Satan himself is at the other end of the stage. And this man is standing there, and he's paralyzed. He can't move. Total fear of, of Satan. Then Jesus steps between them, and his fear disappears. But then Jesus starts backing up. And the next thing you know, he's standing right next to him. And he's saying, Jesus, you know, I'm back here. You know, you take care of Satan and whatever. And then Jesus steps inside of him. And there he is faced with evil again. And then he recognizes that he lifts his hand and he commands evil to, to, to be gone, to fall. And Satan falls. It isn't the strength of the man. It's the strength of Christ in us. We already have the victory. It isn't because we're so smart. It's because the Spirit is in us. It isn't because we're so special one way or the other. It's that God is in us and everything that we are and everything that we have and everything that we will be, God has given it to us to use for his honor and glory and bring his kingdom to pass. Amen? Let's stand. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of your word, how you have loved us, and how you have given us life from the very beginning. God, we just continue to pray for the, that our understanding and our need, O oh God, to see your word and to receive your spirit. God, let it be strong in us and that we might, we might give thanks to you for the victory that is yet to come. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.